This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shout out to Ramon Castro. What's up, Talking Nets? A bright spot on this rainy day. Yeah, we do this for y'all. We do this not for money. We do this not because the team is great and we have a blast talking about them. We do this for the community, the people in the chat. What up, Will? What up? What up, Louis? Rahala. Yo. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Rahala, first off, bro, first off, like, yo, <laughs> the thing is, bro, like, you got to get off me. You got to ease up a little bit, bro. Like, last time you was coming at me for not making any money in the super chat, like, you got you to gotta ease up on me, bro. Like, chill. <laughs> I'm just playing. Keith, love how you describe about the Koch family. Slimy, no good for nothing. That's just what it seemed. That's just what it seemed. I don't know him personally, but I know the reaction was not great when we saw that. And um, the reaction was not great uh, when we saw Kevin Ollie in the postgame last night. I feel bad for this brother, man. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets, new head coach. I mean, he's only been on the job for like a week, and it's a tough-ass job. He, he's, he's got a terrible roster. He's got a team full of guys that nobody wants to coach. And, uh, I mean, Doc Rivers thinks he's got a challenge ahead of him. Nah, Kevin Ollie's got a challenge ahead of him. What do you guys think so far about the Brooklyn Nets head coach? He got his first win against the Grizzlies. We can applaud that. He got his first head coach against or his first win as a head coach against the Grizzlies, but they take one step forward, two steps back. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll pass it to you, Eric. My bad. Um, uh, but basically, I, I mean, you know, the Grizzlies are a pretty bad team this season. Um, all of their starters are out, you know, Desmond Bain, John Morant, Marcus Smart, they're all out. It's kind of just Jaron Jackson Jr. and a bunch of G Leaguers and two-way players. Um, however, um, I'm happy for Kevin Ali, but I, I just don't see him really in the running uh, for head coach, a permanent head coach for oh, next man. season. Um, I mean, he'll be in the running, but he won't be a favorite at all. Um, and... It just seems that the Nets have just completely lost their offensive identity. Have I don't think they've yet to, in all their losses, they've all been under ninety points. Uh, so and it's just sort of we're just searching for something. Uh, Dennis Schroeder's came into a starting lineup, and that's not really helped that much. Um, so the Nets are in a really tough position, and there's just been a bunch of reports um, about Nick Claxton. Heading to that uh, team uh, in Memphis, apparently, and uh, 
I mean, I, I don't know what Nets fans would think about that. Um, Eric, I'll ask you about those reports, actually, because I, I just don't know if there's that much truth in it or if there is where uh, there was a bunch of reports right when the trade deadline ended where the Nets will look to re-sign Nick Claxton during the offseason. But now it's sort of just kind of like mixed at the moment. So uh, I just wanted to know what your take was on that. Yeah, I mean, I I understand like fit wise why um, people would you know think that Nick Claxton could be a good fit there next to Jaron Jackson Jr. and you know a guy who has some trouble rebounding, he gets some size. Obviously, grew up in South Carolina, has the AAU ties to John Morant. He's tight with their family, but I mean, Nick Claxton, this is going to be the first big contract of his NBA career, so. You know, I, I would think that, you know, he he might like he'll obviously bring into account like where fit is good for him, but he's going to be trying to get a bag. So, you know, I'd, I'm pretty sure that the Grizzlies. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Some of that speculation is coming from and how they could get there. But, um, you know, they're a team with like a lot of salaries. Obviously, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, John Morant. So... I mean, I think the Nets, since they didn't trade uh, Claxton at the deadline, them, I mean, you don't want to let them, you don't want to give them a bloated contract and like something that's bad for business moving forward. But if you weren't, if you weren't going to re-sign him, not trading him at the deadline is just like kind of a disaster. So I would think that they're putting on a full court press to bring Claxton back to Brooklyn. Now, at the same time, Claxton has to want to come back to Brooklyn, but if they're right. going to pay him and they're going to, you know, keep him in a role that he'll be happy with, I don't see why he wouldn't, but at the same time, like you would hope that they made those decisions not to move him at the deadline with knowledge about what his market could be, their intent to resign him, how he feels about coming back. So the Grizzly stuff, like it is whatever. I don't think it's very realistic. And I would think that he'll be back in a Nets uniform. And if he's not, it's a pretty big, massive miscalculation by them. Which would be on brand because that's all they do is make massive miscalculations. You know, speaking of one, um, I mean, where you want to go? Um, shout out to Eric Slater for joining the pod. I follow all his tweets and his coverage. Kevin Ollie said Ben Simmons has a knee injury and will get imaging done before the team clarified it is a leg injury. Simmons missed a game due to swelling in his left knee after returning from his recent back injury. He missed two extended stretches due to the knee last year. My neck, my back, my neck, and my back, and my knee, and my... Come on, bro. I'm just so over this. I'm so over this. I told y'all, and I haven't changed. I told y'all from the jump, the dumbest decision that Sean Marks made was to stay on the phone with Daryl Morey and actually accept a trade to bring Ben Simmons here when we all saw what went on in Philadelphia. You should be fired just off of that. You, you should be done. I don't know how he has nine lives. I don't know how he keeps getting to make decisions and moves for this team. Um, I tried to say maybe it's the Aussie connection, New Zealand and Australia. 
that he had faith in Ben Simmons, but you took on a max contract bum. You took on a max contract walking injury DNP. And uh, that is how I think some things um, last year started to fracture, even two years ago. Well, not even. If you go back to the whole – he was traded for James Harden. So, obviously, Harden didn't want to be here, and we all know what happened with, uh, you know, KD being hurt and out of the lineup and Kyrie not wanting to get vaccinated. And uh, Harden is in L.A. after forcing his way to Philly. But you accepting that trade. I was on this podcast saying I don't give a damn what James Harden wants. Make him sit, make him make him inactive, but you do not trade him because he's disgruntled. You do not trade him because he wants to go join his dad, Daryl Morey, in Philadelphia where he lets him ride on the jet and go to the booty club and do whatever he wants. Like, the biggest mistake Sean Marks made, it wasn't, it wasn't the KD Kyrie stuff. Um, it was bringing Ben Simmons here and then actually thinking that Ben Simmons could be a part of the team. I think Jacques Vaughn, actually thinking that Ben Simmons could be a point guard, be a part of this team in training camp and going into the season with that plan. That was a huge mistake. You got to always have a plan B, a plan C with, uh, with, with the BS Ben Simmons. So Ben Simmons is out and there's actually Nets fans saying that, Oh, well, you know, the Nets without Ben Simmons, uh, the Nets are like, come on, bro. The Nets are cooked. The season is cooked regardless, but from one injury to a next, they keep on coming. Guys have been hurt all year. Cam Thomas is limping after appearing to turn his right ankle. Seven minutes left in the game against the Grizzlies. Not what you want to see late in a blowout. Thomas missed extended time with a left ankle sprain earlier this season. Sucks. It absolutely sucks. This team has fired their coach. This team has had injuries to Ben Simmons a whole year, Cam Thomas twice, Lonnie Walker, Dennis Smith Jr., Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, the whole team has been hurt. And last night you saw the Ironman, Mikael Bridges, not be so great, not be able to perform at his best. They were able to neutralize him, and it made me think, oh, this guy needs a rest. He needs load managing, but he's got a streak on the line, and that's who the Brooklyn Nets are building everything around. That's the face of the franchise. That's the guy that they won't trade for first-round picks. That's the guy that they want to build around so much so that they paid Cam Johnson. They pay Cam Johnson a lot of money. So when we talk about mistakes, when we talk about miscalculations, that's exactly what the Brooklyn Nets have become. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll, I mean, Sean Marks, like, I, I agree that he shouldn't be on the job at the moment. But I think, I mean, we've kind of known that he's going to be part of the group or wherever whoever is going to be part of uh the front office that's going to be looking for the coaching change over the summer that's his last chance in my opinion and i mean the amount of doubling down that he's made of you know of mikhail bridges or bringing in other stars to build around mikhail bridges you know it just it could potentially set back the franchise years just based off the fact that Houston was willing to give up the back, the picks and them and Sean or whoever's decision was to reject that. It, it just it doesn't really make sense in my opinion, just because the Nets have not gone through a legit rebuild in God knows how long, like the last time we had a high draft pick of our own was uh, in, was the year John wall went first and we took Derek favors third overall. 
So it just sort of goes back to all the way then. And since then, each each time we've been bad, we've gone, we've built our way back up to a decent playoff team. And then we sort of just go all in again. And we're going back into that route, which I just don't know why that why they would do that again.